a Voice of St. Louis original podcast. This is the STL All Local Podcast from KMOX Radio. I'm Megan Lynch with the news you need for this Friday, March 10th. Crews spend hours putting water on a two-alarm fire in downtown Belleville. Flames could be seen shooting through the roof of the Arcade Center in the 6,000 block of West Main beginning about 3.30 Friday morning. It's a mix of business and unoccupied space. No injuries have been reported. No word yet from Belleville Fire Department on what may have started the blaze. Workers driving in tent stakes outside the Dome downtown for the fans to stay out of the weather before this Sunday's big XFL game. Meanwhile, a few blocks away on the riverfront, a group of about two dozen homeless are being evicted Friday morning. It's not been enough time. I have everything I live in here for a year and a half. You know, so I've got, you know, 10 bags as tall as us of, 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 that I've acquired over, the, over that time. The mayor's office says of the 25 people sleeping on the riverfront, 14 have agreed to go into shelters or rehab. The others plan to find someplace else on their own. Time for a whole nother story with Kevin Colleen. Kevin talks with a woman being evicted from that riverfront homeless camp. So where will you pitch your tent when you have to quit the riverfront? I'm not really sure yet. I don't think anybody's telling where they're going. You seem like a carefree spirit. I am. I am very much so. Is that the advantage of this lifestyle? This lifestyle allows you to see and meet millions of people. Trina Scott, who goes by the name Tinkerbell, says she's not upset about being evicted. I've been out here. I've, I've been blessed. That's what I can say. So you're happy being homeless? I, I mean, it's the freest I've ever been. Freedom. Freedom. Like, it's not really... I, I worked for 30 years. What did you do? I worked at Subway, uh, the one from across the street from St. Mary's Hospital. Oh, the sandwich shop, Subway? Yeah. And what did you do there? Uh, I basically, I made sandwiches. I ran my shift. So you, you prefer this now that you feel... Being... No, I don't prefer this. I mean, I would rather have a place yeah. uh, to call home. Like, I mean, I know anywhere is home. Yeah, home is what you make it. It's, it's like camping. My happiest moment is the barbecues. Uh, the laughter, the jokes, uh, the music we play. Uh, we're actually human, just like anybody else, and we don't judge each other. So you're sitting around barbecuing with a campfire. Or yeah. somebody, does somebody have a guitar? Yep, we have. Yep, somebody and, come with a guitar. And I've do had somebody you, do you come sing? with a uh, uh, what's harmonica. That? Yep. <laughs> no, I don't sing. Like, I don't sing. So you you feel a, 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 a sense of uh, belonging when you're yeah. with. Or what do you feel? I I feel accepted. Um, everybody loves me. What well, when you so, walk around downtown and you see people going to their jobs with briefcases, do you ever I, feel sorry for those people? They, sometimes, yeah, because you know what? They live a fake life. Most of those people can't even keep it real with themselves, let alone anybody else. They're, if, they're, if one of those people came down here for your barbecue with a guitar and the harmonica, they would leave and they would have had a, the best time ever. That's Trina Scott, a.k.a. Tinkerbell, one of the homeless being evicted from the riverfront, and she says she'll find someplace else to pitch her tent. With a whole other story, I'm Kevin Colleen. A nurse who admitted stealing fentanyl from Mercy South Hospital sentenced to four years probation, including drug treatment in St. Louis Federal Court. Lindsay Maupin of Cape Girardeau admitted stealing the medical fentanyl on several occasions during a personal crisis in the winter of 2020. Assistant U.S. Attorney Amy Setrick says it's a temptation that many medical workers face. We've seen a lot of pharmacy technicians, both in a retail pharmacy setting or in hospitals, 
um, many nurses and certainly doctors are not immune either. Judge Stephen Clark, who has a reputation for being tough, surprised some when he announced the probation. He also warned the 31-year-old, don't violate your probation and drug treatment or you could see prison time. The Democratic Mayors Association backing up one of their members, siding with Mayor Tashara Jones as she opposes a state takeover attempt of the St. Louis Police Department. The national organization says state control won't make cities safer. It'll cause chaos. Opponents of the legislative effort for a state takeover point to Kansas City, where the KCPD is run by the state while the city is seeing a major increase in homicides. There's a battle over abortion in Missouri, and that's just among supporters. A host of abortion rights advocates filed a total of 11 different constitutional amendment proposals this week, hoping to make it onto the statewide ballot next year. The measures vary in drawing the line anywhere from 24 weeks to so-called fetal viability. One group not involved in any of the proposals is Planned Parenthood, although they do oppose initiatives that would require parental notification. The Secretary of State's office will be taking public comment on the 11 proposals, then they can begin collecting signatures to qualify for 2024. Sean Michael Lyle, KMOX News. A row of rundown buildings will remain on a prominent corner of Kings Highway by the Hospital and Science Center. KMOX's Michael Calhoun. The buildings have been run down for years and lately their condition has gotten worse, although the owner of the property and would-be redeveloper Lux Living has been criticized by some tenants of its other developments. Its plans for a large apartment complex have been denied multiple times now by the city. Lux could still file suit to appeal the Planning Commission's latest decision. Now, the latest from the Illinois Capitol. A bill passed in Illinois Senate Committee Thursday to provide emergency contraception in kiosks on college campuses. Senator Selena Villanueva supports the so-called wellness kiosks. This is an opportunity to give access to students that they're still paying for this. So this isn't being given out for free, but it provides them an opportunity to be able to go to a wellness kiosk on campus and be able to get what they need. The kiosks would provide other reproductive health items as well. The bill now heads to the full Senate. The Illinois House Energy and Environment Committee passed a measure this week allowing for human composting. That's the process of turning human remains into dirt within a matter of weeks. Families can then use the cubic foot or so of material for gardening or other things. The bill heads to the full house for consideration. Helping hotels better protect employees from verbally abusive customers. That's one of the key legislative initiatives of the Illinois Hotel and Lodging Association, which says abuse by customers toward frontline workers continues to rise. The Republican who represents Metro East communities, including Cahokia Heights, is demanding Governor Pritzker make good on his promise for sewer upgrades. State Representative Kevin Schmidt says the state should be providing nearly $10 million. And the governor promised on August 3rd, uh, literally he said, I have the check with me today. Um, obviously, that's not, uh, those funds have not been delivered yet. Schmidt says there will be more terrible flooding and sewer backups this spring and summer despite last year's promises. He doesn't know when work will begin and says he can't get anyone to answer that question. The Burns Mill Police Department under investigation. Jefferson County Sheriff Dave Marshak says his office is looking into alleged criminal violations flagged by a member of the city's legal staff. A statement from the Sheriff's Department did not detail the alleged violations, but says they involve police accountability, oversight, and constitutional protections for citizens. Investigators will send their findings to the Jefferson County Prosecuting Attorney's Office, the presiding judge, and the Missouri Attorney General's Office for review. The Sheriff's Office also recommending... Burns Mill conduct an independent internal investigation. 
The St. Louis Billikens opened Atlantic 10 tournament play with a resounding 82-54 win over George Mason in Brooklyn Thursday afternoon. Sophomore guard Gibson Jimerson led with 21 points. We came out, uh, we were locked in, you know, George Mason was on like a seven-game winning streak, so um, I thought our defense was great. You know, we knew they had a, a very good uh, post player in Oduro, so, you know, we were able to limit him. The tournament takes Friday off before SLU goes head-to-head with the league's top team, Virginia Commonwealth, in a semifinal. Game time Saturday is 1 p.m. with pregame on KMOX starting at 12.47. Now, KMOX Health Editor Fred Bottomer. This weekend, overnight Saturday going into Sunday is when we begin daylight saving time. What impact does moving the clock up one hour have on our bodies? KMOX Health Editor Fred Bottomer talked about that with Dr. Thomas Seiler, a sleep medicine specialist at SSM Health St. Joseph Hospital in St. Charles. So the worst time with daylight savings time is the switch in the spring, which is the one we have coming up. Uh, daylight savings time, basically, we're getting a one-hour jet lag that happens uh, this once a year when we do this. And so what happens when we move the clocks forward an hour, we mess up the circadian clock in our brain. And so several different things can happen the week uh, after daylight saving time starts. There's an increased risk of cardiovascular disease. Heart attacks increase about 24% uh, in the uh, several days following uh, daylight savings time uh, start in the spring. There's an increase in injuries, uh, especially work injuries. There's an increase in automobile accidents. Uh, There's an increase in strokes by about 8% over baseline. There's also an increase in mental health and cognitive issues uh, with increase in in depression. There was one study that showed an 11% spike in depressive episodes in the week after daylight savings time starts. Uh, There's also an increased risk of uh, digestive disorders, including colitis. Uh, Vascular headaches tend to get worse, such as migraines and cluster headaches. And there's an increase in insomnia and poor quality sleep. Uh, due to the disruption that we have in our biologic clock because we're trying to operate on regular time and we have to jump to daylight savings time and the brain takes a while to adjust. Yeah, explain to me what circadian rhythm means. So your brain has a clock in it. And what this clock does is it sort of helps you determine when you get sleepy and when you wake up in the morning. And Most people, especially if you have a regular sleep schedule, if you go to bed at 10 o'clock, around 10 o'clock, you start to get sleepy. And then if you get up at 6 in the morning, then that clock sort of goes that, okay, 6 o'clock, it's time to get up. And so what happens is when you stress that, for example, when you go to daylight savings time, if you go to bed normally at 10, then you're really trying to go to bed at 9 under the old clock. And your brain has trouble adjusting to that hour change in time. Uh, it's it's even worse if you go across multiple time zones, uh, like when you fly to Europe and, and have a six-hour change in the in the clock. But even a one-hour change in the clock can mess things up, and it just takes a while for your brain to adjust. Uh, the clock is also adjusted by sunlight, and the other problem, the stress that occurs, is that we don't move the sun when we move to daylight savings time. So you're getting sunlight at the same time that you're getting when you're on the old schedule. And sometimes it's hard to shift that schedule because your brain's going, well, the the sun should be here at this time in the morning, and it's not. And so when you get that light can also mess up uh, how your clock is working. So what tips do you have for us to manage this time change? So several different things that you can do. One thing that you should do throughout the year, and even more important this time of year, is have good sleep hygiene, meaning having good sleep habits. 
So a regular sleep schedule, getting up around the same time in the morning, going to bed about the same time at night. Uh, some things that uh, can make things worse is consuming alcohol before bed. That can decrease sleep quality. Uh, there's one suggestion from the American Academy of Sleep Medicine uh, to, if, if possible, try to adjust your clock. And by doing that, what they're talking about is to uh, wake up about 15 to 20 minutes earlier every day for the first three or four days before the shift so that you're kind of on the schedule when the, when the shift actually occurs. Uh, spending time outdoors, especially in the morning, getting natural light will also help reset the clock and trying to stay away from caffeine and uh, that sort of thing before bedtime, uh, at least six hours. And the other thing that, they rec that we recommend not doing is doing vigorous exercise uh, for more than four hours before bedtime because exercise increases your body temperature and increased body temperature can also make it more difficult to go to sleep. Dr. Thomas Seiler is a sleep medicine specialist at SSM Health St. Joseph Hospital in St. Charles. I'm Megan Lynch. STL All Local is produced by the KMOX News Team. Subscribe to the All Local on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.